0: What is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Draft Duo podcast with myself, Nolsey, and my co-host, Jaxie. Hope you are all keeping well and you got the W in the draft, as always. In this week's podcast, as always, we will be answering listener questions, mainly about navigating blank Game Week 26 and 29. I personally think this could be the most important part or section of the draft in winning and losing this year if you pick up two wins in 26 and 29 that could be the difference between winning and losing it's a massive six points i think it's the first time that i've really experienced given advice on the draft like normal fantasy where you have to be really meticulous with the players you pick in advance as we always say we kind of just go with vibes on the draft sometimes we can yeah. only think so far ahead but in this podcast we're going to go in detail on how you can set up most efficiently without any detriment to your team for the foreseeable future. So we're going to go straight into it and we're going to answer listener questions. So these are questions
1: sent in on Instagram and Twitter so if you are listening to the podcast and you want to get some questions answered, have any queries, we throw up a story on Instagram every week with a question box,
0: Uh, send them in that way. As always, These questions mightn't be specific to you, but they will be relevant somehow, whether it's be trades, waivers, or players you might want to pick up yourself. So although it might not be specific to you, you can definitely take something from it. Super. So question one, I have Trent and Jesus, what to do? Myself and Jaxie had a quick discussion about this. I suppose injuries come into this, Trent and Jesus both injured, and as we said, navigating blank 26 and 29 with some injured players might be difficult. But if we look at our fixtures, Trent blanks in game week 26, and then also blanks in game week 29, along with many many other teams who we'll discuss. I personally think, and I think myself and Jaxy agreed on this whole board players, because Trent is out for the cup final, and they haven't given a perfect timeline on when he when he's back. So next week, if there's kind of positive news after the cup final, will you likely hold him one or two more weeks? Jesus. I know that knee injury is up in the air, but the same way. If you told, if you were told that he'll be back in three weeks, I think you'd probably hold him. I do think there will be goals for Jesus when he does come back. I think that the main point on this was that Trent and Jesus are probably both first or second round picks. And if you get rid of those, you are picking up two waiver players for them. And if you find that the waivers that we were going to suggest... They are tasty enough to pick up for them. Go for it. But I think giving away your first and second pick both together might be risky. If you want to monitor one more week and see who's back sooner and then get rid of one, if there's a good enough waiver, I think that'd be a good decision. Super. Next question. Rank
1: these three players. So, Ducouria, Scott McTominay and Adingra. And the question was, rank those three players because he wants to get rid of Jota.
0: And I think that's a good decision. Getting rid of Jota it looks like months, two months, they said. So I think we've only, you know, a handful of games left when you think about it. If a player is out, I think we said this ourselves, three or four weeks, even if they're very good players, now it's a toss-up, okay? So them, Trent and Jesus, if it looks like four and five weeks, then you could seriously consider getting rid of them. But if it's a week or two, yeah, it's worth the risk. Right, Jota, I think, has to go. Um, if I was ranking those, unfortunately... As Adingra silenced us, we're going to have to put him top. Yep. Brighton have three very, very good fixtures in a row. They do blank in 29, but I think on current form, Adingra has to get in there. Two goals the last day. He still is a rotation risk, and I know I always say that. And Maybe it's something that that's why I'm afraid. But maybe if players are that good, like uh, Leon Bailey, it doesn't matter how much time they get. Brighton score goals, Adingra scores goals. If we had to go down the list, I think we were going with Decore second. Decore second, yeah. I suppose
1: just more consistent. You're hoping McSauce comes off the bench. and
0: McSauce has what, seven goals? Seven goals this season. Yeah, and Decore is just back from injury as well. Decore's got six, so it's not a crazy difference in between them. And you're more than likely to pick up them two and three points from Decore over McSauce. Even though United have favourable enough fixtures and might play in that blank game with 29. If they lose to Forest, they will play. So I suppose it's a 50-50. Um, if you wanna wait one more week, because there might be any crazy rush on either of those, um, I would definitely get a Dingra. And then if you wanna go kind of rogue and go for max Sauce. if they don't blank, or if you wanna play it safe, possibly go for Dekore. Super. Next question. Should, this is a bit of a longer one now.
1: Should I drop in Kunku? I have Pammer, Kanate, Gvardiol And the strikers That he has Is DCL And Nkesia So I suppose Looking at this Yeah should you get rid of Nkunku And then Palmer You'll be keeping Palmer Canata And They'll be blanking um, And Gvardiol Is injured And Vardial Is injured So the players That we're going to be Looking at in this question DCL I'd be keeping mm-hmm. Nkunku We can look at him And we can look
0: At Gvardiol And Nkesia In a bit more detail well, we're obviously going to be keeping Palmer. So Palmer is locked in. Kinnate, although he blanks, is probably locked in as well. Um, just because he's probably going to be a starter for the rest of the season for Liverpool. Then, as you said, Jaxi, our strikers. what Who we have to pick from is DCL in Ketia and Kunku. And although Kunku's not getting regular starts, well, neither is Inketia. And Trossard played so well last week that it's not like it's a gaping hole where it's very obvious. Nketiah might get the start next week if they want to rotate it but it's not like he's a like for like sub for Jesus and there's no one else there so I don't see Nketiah getting consistent minutes for the rest of the season Where as Nkunku might get in there we've seen it when he's played he looks like a striker uh, I know Jackson's a bit more wild and it might be more exciting and actually help Chelsea in on the break but I think has more of a chance of getting in there consistently so I wouldn't be dropping Nkunku I'd be dropping in Ketia. And then in the defence... Gavardial. So we kind of looked at Gavardial in detail. Although he playing well for City. Yeah, playing well on the pitch. On
1: the pitch. Outside of FPL, playing well. That's what we were saying. The eye test can sometimes inflate our perceptions of players. Like we're looking at Harvey Elliott, for example. But Gavardial, just taking a look at his statistics. From game week 14 to 23, he missed an average of eighty minutes of football. So essentially played the whole lot. Yeah. He only returned once from game weeks fourteen to twenty three. And in that period as well, he had three one pointer and four two pointers.
0: So for a city asset, he's not that valuable. No. I think the city defenders are always overinflated. Kyle Walker did well this week. They had a blank or so they had a double game week and that's the first time I've seen them score like high points. Um So yeah What we would be doing In this incident Is dropping Guardiol Because he's injured For the next two or three weeks And it's not like He's the most valuable asset And dropping Ketia Because I think Nkunku over the long term Would score more points Than Ketia um, Unless we see him Play up top And do very well But we have Trossard And Jesus Fighting for that position Sweet Next question
1: These are kind of A quick fire question Now for you Nosey So Broya Is he a drop?
0: Unfortunately, yes. doshed Semenyo or in Keshia. Semenyo doubles game with 28. Is a rotation risk as well, but Bournemouth have a serious run of fixtures after 29 as well. Sweet. So Next one. Callum Hudson-Odoi or Adingra? Short term. Adingra. Long term. Callum Hudson-Odoi. So actually on, on that one, Adingra has three very good fixtures over the next three. And then after that, from 29 onwards, hudson Adoy has some very, very good fixtures. So I know you mightn't be able to do it, but if you could somehow swindle Adingra for the next three and then Callum hudson Adoy, that could be a good option. But we're going to go into a massive discussion at the end, um, in the next probably 15, 20 minutes, about how you could set up for game week 29 and Callum hudson Adoy might be very very important for that so you might have to pick up Callum Hudson-Odoi early in preparation for 29 that's the only issue but if we were going short term Adingra has to be picked up Callum hudson Adoy is in the form of his life and has favourable fixtures and benefits over the long term so I think you have to I suppose it's where you are on the table if you need the wins over the next couple of while and your team isn't looking great and you really need an upgrade a dingra. If you uh, feel your team is in a good position and you, you know you're confident enough over the next couple of games, and you want to plan and prepare, Callum Hudson Odoi, <laughs> quick fire questions. <laughs> <laughs> if you could pick up one short term and then the other one as a planner, as a kind of a little investment, that'd be great. Question five: I have Gakpo and Darwin
1: Nunez. Should I swap Gakpo for Mikhail Antonio? A lot of questions about
0: strikers, especially Gakpo and Antonio. Mm-hmm. What are you saying? I suppose we have to wait until tonight's game. Note, this is being recorded on Wednesday, the what, 22nd? 21st. 21st. Uh, Liverpool are playing tonight. There is a shout that Dan- Darwin Nunez could be injured, and I think that's why this question's been asked. There's talks about Darwin Nunez not being in the squad. I think that is a small... Oh, sorry, I'm only thinking now. In the report, Salah's injured as well. Who's re- coming from um, some Egyptian... <laughs> yeah, no, some Egyptian... Uh, outlet. So we really, really have to wait for tonight's game. That if that's true or not. Yeah. If both of them are out, that's changed Gakpo altogether. Because in my head, I didn't really take that as as truth. Um, the Salah thing until it was confirmed. Uh, we do have time, so it's not like it's going to change. You know, players going to be picked tonight. Wait and see. If Salah and Nunez aren't in the squad, Gakpo has a great shout over the next couple of weeks. Uh, if if Salah's re-injured his hamstring, I, I'm very fearful of re-injuring injuries, especially muscular injuries. I, I think they have to give way more time to get fully fit again. And um, Gakpo has played deeper in midfield and has played up top. Neither times he's looked very, very exciting. He's looked very average. I know the game he played up top, I had him, I think, or maybe I recommended him and I watched him and I'm like, oh my God, he's been slightly underwhelming. But if he's guaranteed maybe... 70 minutes for Liverpool, I think he's worth the pickup. But, and finally on that, they blank 26, they play Forest, Man City, and then they blank again. So for the next four fixtures, you're picking up Gakpo for essentially one good fixture. Antonio, although he's only getting 60 or 70 minutes, doesn't blank in 29. Therefore, he might be play a, safe, a safe pick, a safe two points. If you want to go for explosiveness and Again, this is based on how bad Salah's injury is. Gakpo could be like a replacement. And then... I think, okay, so the options are, to finish off, if Salah, Darwin Nunez and Luis Diaz start tonight, or fit at least, I think that means that you go for Gakpo as an exciting pick, possibly short-term gains, blah, blah, blah. But Antonio for a steady Eddie over the next four because he plays in 29. I think if... I think if those are injured If Salah's not in the squad If Darwin Nunez is not in the squad Definitely pick up Gakpo Because he looks like he's going to be the replacement Possibly play up top or on the wing for Liverpool I know they've mi- they're missing a lot of the players And one of the biggest benefits About actually having Gakpo Is that he's playing with Salah That Salah can do something Or he can literally just touch the ball to Salah And get an assist So it doesn't make him as valuable as if Salah was playing But it still makes him very valuable Next question keep or drop Eze that is a wait um, until the pressers this week because I've been looking at injuries and Eze specifically and this no one's given def, a definitive, definitive answer apart from March possibly March again it's that reoccurring hamstring uh, on injuries experts there's no update since the uh, initial update on the 4th of February I think that he was going for a scan um, I would wait until the presser and I know that might be after the waivers, but I think you take the risk that you know it's uh, it's possibly two weeks. I don't think I think if there's not positive up, uh, news on Eze, if there's not a positive update, go to the free agent. I think it's worth the wait. You might miss out on a decent player, but the chances are that if he's fit and ready to come back, that you still have him in your squad.
1: Okay, yeah, I think yeah they have to wait till the pressers, but. I think the risk of getting rid of him before the waivers is too high. Is too high than to just wait until the pressures come out and then look if it does turn out that he's gone for the next two months. There's going to be players to be on the free agency that you can you can attack or you can preempt for that uh, game week 29 the likes of Fulham midfielders or something like that yeah, that, that you can yeah, maybe a small yeah, that investment. could be on the waivers because
0: when you think about it if Eze was out for 2 or 3 weeks well you're going to have him on your bench for 2 or 3, three weeks anyways now you can maybe you know, turn that into an investment for 29 last question
1: before we go into our discussion um, pick 2 so essentially rank these 3 strikers Ogbene Danny Welbeck and Antonio again what are you saying bro what am I saying I think
0: Welbs who you said has bad feet and then banged the goal I think he banged no no the goal. no it wasn't even bad I said he, he doesn't have the best feet <laughs> uh, and and then uh, turned the player inside out and won the penalty turned Van de Ven inside out yeah. and won the penalty it's, but we actually discussed Welbeck that he has all the characteristics of a great player but not together he'll do <laughs> one thing he'll be very fast good feet hit a ball but he'll never do it one after the other <laughs> But he is number one here Yeah yeah, He, he is, is number one um, Swallowing an awful lot of pride here <laughs> Yeah
1: The Brighton boys I think because of all the rotation With Brighton players We overlooked them a little bit And didn't give them the credit they deserved Yeah
0: And we always like to go Kind of like solid scores And I suppose you can only really have One or two Possible rotation risks In your team And that's kind of uh, Mirrors the draft night That if you Go like Oh geez, He could be good And he might start this season You end up on your team with like 3 or 4 players That are rotation risks So I think we do overlook them a lot But we're not overlooking Welbeck now No, or Adingra. No, I
1: think there's a bit of stability there with those two boys Definitely, Definitely yeah Welbeck, Because Joe Pedro is gone, or he's, in, he's injured Welbeck, nail starter um, Brighton has some very good fixtures coming up as well um, Yeah I want to blow Odingra's trumpet now With the likes
0: of Adingra back he could get a few assists do you know? <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, Yeah, as you said, he's nailed. Uh, I think he's got one goal, one assist in his last two games. Returned twice in the last two games, as far as I'm aware. And, uh, as you said, nailed. Yeah. Number two, then,
1: I would go with Bennett. Now, I know they're blank this
0: week, but they do have a double coming up in 28. And they have a very, very high chance of playing 29. And we'll go in detail with the statistics in the next question. Um, but yeah. Luton actually are scoring a couple of goals. It's a pity that he's playing like so wide. But he does actually drive. They leave an awful lot of space on his side. If you watch a lot of the highlights. He drives into that space. So actually gets a lot closer. And drives at the goal. More than you think a wing back would. And Adebayo. He didn't play at the last No time. he got injured in warm up. But he's currently at 75%. Um, I don't know the extent of that injury.
1: Okay and then Antonio. Number 3. Look, Antonio probably getting a bit too much stick. Yeah. Um, because before the podcast we were discussing him, he does have patches in a season where he'll do very well. Uh, but just the way West Ham are playing at the moment, he's just back from injury. Didn't like to play on fire in his first game back last week.
0: Nor uh, did West Ham in general, so, so it is hard to judge them. Look, he could prove us wrong. Yeah, if if, if West Ham starts scoring, if Paquette starts changing around... You know inevitably he'll get he'll cash in, it's just how productive will he be? I think that, um, the other two boys just have a higher probability of getting in and around, you know, um, returns. Boom, on to the big one. We are going to discuss in detail what you should do and I suppose the threshold for game week 29. Uh, Corey or well, Good Mate Corey sent in the question Can you have a discussion on essentially how many players? Should you have for game week 29? Should you sacrifice your team for one game week? How to navigate these game weeks in the draft? So we you? don't have any chips in the draft. We have to plan and we do have the waivers, which is beneficial. So, myself and Jaxy had a look at our own teams. Yeah, um, I suppose just to caveat caveat
1: geez. that uh, Nolsey, he's thinking, should I just uh, take a hit and just lose the game week? because I don't have any players. Should I just lose one game week instead of trying to transfer out players and just roll with it? Or are there ways to navigate around to maximise points when there's
0: limited fixtures? And we did a little deep dive into our own teams, as I said. Um, Currently on one of my teams, I have five players that will be playing 29. Now, just to note, I have been planning for this in my head without trying to sacrifice my team. I've been keeping a couple of... um, a couple of Luton boys picked them up last week. Uh, I got one or two more players in that I think are decent players, but also played twenty nine. Okay, I have kudos the likes of that. Uh, so I had five, and I think I have the room to get in maybe two more. So I'd have seven. Um, in my other one, I think I had the exact same. I had something like six players and possibly getting in another one, so like seven. And I thought that was fairly decent. Um, Think Jackson, you had something similar. I think I had five, five players, and that was including Luca, Lucas, Luca Dean. So it, that's you know up in four the four and a half. So, <laughs> so I would say if you're looking at your teams, you probably might have three, four. Uh, some people might have one, two. Uh, if you have one or two, I think there's going to be serious surgery needed. Um, if we look down and see what you could have and how you could have players in your team. You only can play one goalkeeper, there's a possibility of having one of those players. I suppose before we go into that, we have to look at the teams. Look at your team. Do you have any Spurs players? Fulham, Brentford, Burnley, Villa, West Ham and then there's a high possibility that Luton and Forrest play. So currently only Spurs, Fulham, Brentford, Burnley, Villa and West Ham play. We'll look at their teams and their options in a second, but how you could actually devise and how you could spread out these players without wrecking your team is having one goalkeeper, possibly, from one of those uh, six, possibly eight teams. Um, That might be hard to get, but you could get it in a trade. Two defenders. Possibly could have two defenders without wrecking your team. You might have one of those defenders already and get in a second one. Possibility for having a third player without wrecking your team. Again, we'll go through the players that you might already have and that you could get. So there's a possibility of having three. That's unlikely. Two could be likely. And then two midfielders. There's a possibility that you could have two of those midfielders without wrecking your team. And then hopefully one forward. Might be hard to get your hands on forwards. So looking at that, that's like six, seven players. I think if you had seven players for that game week, you would be fairly set without wrecking your team. If you're going upwards of eight and nine, unless you have some very good assets that we're gonna name out, I think you're gonna maybe, maybe um, compromise your team. I think if you're going in with the likes of four players, you're gonna struggle um, unless one of your players just pulls it out of the bag randomly, which can happen. We discussed that like that you can lose any game, even if you have eight, nine players, that the player you're you're playing against on and he gets a hat-trick. That's so you don't want to ever put yourself at risk where it's like, oh, you've invested heavily. So I think if you're around a six or seven, let it play. You can control everything and, and guarantee a win. No one can guarantee a win twenty nine, but you can optimize it. I suppose
1: with the draft as well. I know we discuss we play head to head. This is where it's going to come into play. So you you can see who you're going to be playing in game twenty nine. Yes. You can check out their team now as well. And you can have a look and see if, do they have any Spurs, Fulham, Brentford, Burnley, Villa or West Ham players. You can see that. And if they don't, then you'll know that they'll have to do some surgery on their team as well. And they mightn't have, like if they don't have Son, they mightn't have those heavy hitter players. So you can, I'm trying to say is, it's not going to be the end of the world. If you don't have that many players. Yeah, if,
0: you've, if you've 4 or 5 going into that 29 game week. And you see that they don't have any heavy hitters. And they've 1 player. Well you know you don't have to go searching for all these players. Because you might end up on the same players. And you might come out on top regardless. Or they might just go off. So I wouldn't go uh, over the top. Um, if you see that your team. Uh, the opposition is, has like 6, 7 of the players. And you only have 2. Maybe it's not worth the hassle. You might get in 2 and 3. To try and maybe mitigate it and have a chance but first thing you need to do is count up the players in your team right and see who you could possibly waiver out the second thing you need to do is check your opponent's team and count up theirs kind of see where the balance is if you're 50 50 maybe you want to invest now we are looking at the six teams possibly eight teams that are playing and players that you might have Players that you could pick up now and still hold them for them three game weeks and then have them for 29. That wouldn't be detrimental to your team, really. And then players that you might want to take a punt on or hold. Um, Spurs are up first. Vicario, um, you might have. a Doji Poro, you might want to invest in, hoping they will be back for 29. Again, Romero, Van de Ven, they could be picked up on the waiver this week and kind of held. Trading for the heavy hitters. Madison. San, Richarlison, I suppose they're the three nailed one. Yeah. That if you get them in a trade, well, you don't mind having them till the end of the season because they're good ass- assets anyways. Kulisevsky, you know, I wouldn't go trading mad for Kulisevsky because he blank. He sorry, he blanks twenty six, and he might be rotated twenty nine. You never know, so I wouldn't be going all out for him but still a good option. The likes of Johnson and all them rotation players, again, I wouldn't be trying to get in in trades because they mightn't even play. They might get a one point in 29. It might be useless. So their players, they're like Madison, Sonra, Charleston, that you can invest in heavily. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. They're still very good players for the long term. In Fulham, it's going to be hard to get them in early unless you're planning ahead. You could possibly go for a Leno in goal, because he's a decent keeper from now until the end of the season, uh, Willian could be like a decent player for the next couple of games. I know they have you know average fixtures. I think they play they United, play United just... in there, um, and they play enough another tough fixture. Andres is similar to Willian. Like you could get him in there uh, as a player that you could start, and then have him in preparation. The rest, I think, you'd be picking up closer to the time. Brentford. I think you have the likes of Flecken that you could invest in. Regulon you could invest in. and um, Maybe bench or play because of his positioning. The rest, because they have three poor fixtures in a row and this rotation, the only ones are Wissa and Tony for me. Trade for either of those. Um, they're decent players that you could have for the rest of the season. And they play in 29. Burnley. Trafford. Again, pick and stick. Rest for the season. And he plays in 29. Amdouni. Uh, Odebert and Brownhill Burnley have some very good fixtures from now until then so those are players that you could actually get this week and they could be beneficial over the next three as well as that 29 fixture Villa we're going to talk about a couple of those players in the waivers but again you might have a lot of those players already in your team and you might be looking for trades but we do have a couple of waivers West Ham Paqueta waiver was suggestion we're going to talk about and trade for the likes of Kudos bone and and probably pick up the defenders closer to the time and then our final two teams that could be playing likely to be playing in my opinion are Luton and Forrest and again Luton a lot of their players might be picked up because of that double but if they're dropped off this week the likes of Barkley Bell Dowey all the heavy hitters that were picked up for the double game week trade for Kaminsky could be great options because I think they're likely to play. They also double in 28 so I I think picking up them is a no brainer for me personally. And then finally Forest. we're going to talk at length about their long term assets in the waivers. So to wrap it up I think initially see how your team is fixed. See can you sacrifice any players. If you have a rotation defender maybe you want to invest. Second look at your opponent's team compare yours to theirs and see how you're fixed are you confident enough or are you well behind if you're well behind maybe you want to not take the L but don't overinvest. and then finally look for players that you could invest in now the likes of Burnley players that have good fixtures the likes of Spurs who are good assets regardless that you're kind of doing double you're investing for 29 but you're also investing in long-term assets So that brings us on to the waivers because we're going to be talking about a good few of them players that we uh, mentioned in the kind of discussion about Game Week 29. Very quick mention for goalkeepers. Ramsdale will play in Game Week 28 as he's playing Brentford. Or sorry, not he's playing Brentford. Ray is playing Brentford. Therefore, Ramsdale will probably get the start in Game Week 28 again. If you have a non-playing keeper, he might be worth the investment. I think there's nearly enough keepers in the game to have two of them. If you want to double up on keepers, Steele and Verbruggen all year. Well, just when you think Steele was nailed, Verbruggen gets the start. So, yeah, if he's on the waiver, I think you have to have both of them. There is no predicting. So, yeah, if if Steele is on your waiver, I've seen him on mine. And I wouldn't be picking up either Verbruggen or Steele unless you have both. Mm. You have to be very, very brave to do that. On to our defenders. I suppose we can break these down into short-term defenders, good ones, um, kind of lesser short-term defenders, and then our long-term defenders. Our two top-of-the-list defenders for short, short-term short punts are Nori and Semedo. And I suppose they're not really short-term, because you might get two out of the next three games out of them. And I would put Nori on top, ahead of Semeno, as he just... Gets further forward. The majority of his touches last week were in the opposition half whereas Simeiros was slightly deeper. Both of them got a shot on target and in the next three they play Sheffield at home, Newcastle away and Fulham at home. Ait Ory needs to return. this weekend. He needs to return. We've mentioned his name so often in this podcast. I think with the return Ait Ory will get in our team of the year just because he he's a bit of a... Yeah.
1: Even though... Has he won assist so far one this assist. season? But he picks up yeah... That's picks one example of the eye test and some stats in Flayton. Yeah. Because looks very well on the pitch, picks up some great positions. Don't worry about it. Don't it,
0: know his XGI, though. Aitnori uh, it, it it is getting in the team of the week this week, so don't against worry. Against Sheffield United. He's going, it nori is going to return against Sheffield. Goal and assist. Jesus <laughs> he's up there partner um, if we're looking for shorter term well do you know what these are actually kind of rotation defenders the two Palace boys officially so far our worst waiver of the year Munoz who we recommended like three weeks ago and after two game weeks he was on minus one because they conceded he got yellows so on and so forth but he played both games 90 minutes um, and has done since he came him and Mitchell are now good options because of the new manager at Palace. He previously managed at Frankfurt where he won the Europa, Europa League in 21-22 and he played a 3-2-5 formation. Essentially with wingbacks, attacking wingbacks. And both of them are the wingbacks for Palace. Minos actually was signed as an attacking wingback. He just had some injuries at his previous club. So I would go him on top and Mitchell down below. But again, it's, it's very, very neck and neck. Now, if we look at Palace's fixtures, I know they have Gaye out for another couple of weeks, so he does play Burnley this week, both of them play Burnley this week, Um, and I'd be looking for attack and returns, although Burnley aren't great going forward. Then, hopefully, the likes of Gaye will be back. They play Luton 28, so bench him for 27. Uh, Forrest 30, hopefully Forrest ease up a bit if you pick one of these. Bench in 29. And then 31, they play Bournemouth. So there's four favourable fixtures, possibly attacking fixtures, as well as some chance of a clean sheet from 26 to 31. Um, But I think I would be putting eight Norian Semedo just because they're better defensively. Munoz and Mitchell are better offensively.
1: I think with a new manager coming in, it does take a couple of weeks to monitor the style of play that they're able to play with. Um, So look, they could be very attacking. could be like Nuno after coming into the forest. Notice they'll play straight away, counter-attacking football. Mm-hmm. Have to monitor Munoz and Mitchell. So I think that's why Nuri and Tomato yeah are ranked higher this week. Yeah,
0: we've seen we see them all season where yeah. they're picking up positions.
1: Whereas we're, I suppose, speculating yeah. a little bit on the, the formation of the new manager.
0: Yeah, and if we're looking at long-term defensive waivers, again, our Bournemouth boys. Uh, they play Burnley, 27. They they play Man City next week so again you're probably benching them you're definitely benching them um, 27 Burnley and then 28 Luton and Sheffield in a double at home so yeah you're investing for the future then uh, they do blank in 29 and that's more than likely going to be a blank uh, I think I said previously last week that they don't blank but they do and in my head they didn't um, but they do and 30 they play Everton so if you do want to hold them for that blank and Maybe get the Everton game out with them. Um, Bournemouth have some of the best fixtures from now until the end of the season. So after that 29, they actually have like four or five fixtures in a row that you can happily play them. Or if someone wants them, boom, trade. Because it's all green. So short term, Aiton Samero, Semedo. Uh, lesser than that, Munoz and Mitchell. And then longer term, or Zabarni, or Sinesi, or Bournemouth defenders. On to our midfielders. All right. We have many, many midfielders, and they're all in different sections and short term, long <laughs> term. This um, looks
1: like the uh, in It's Always Sunny, you know, the meme where your man yeah. has all the writing up on the wall. I know exactly what I'm talking about, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, top of the list for me is Paqueta and Edingra. And uh, I suppose you have to be looking at form for Adingra, Everton, Fulham, and Forest in the next three. Uh, No game week 29 fixture, slight rotation risk just because of the amount of players that um, Brighton have. Uh, If we go on form, if we go on talent, I think he gets in there every day. So I think if you want to play it safe, Paqueta, uh, he might miss 26 because of the injury but then he plays Everton Burnley and plays Villa in 29. He should be on pens, he was uh, for a stint at the start of the year, plays 29 um but the problem is that in the last three games they've lost 11 nil on aggregate. So I think if you're playing it safe just for the 29 go Paqueta. but if you want to attack the fixtures at Dingra, Everton, Fulham and Forest, it's very very hard to ignore them now. Right, in and out, I suppose it's 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 tiered here. Sarabia got the assist last week. Uh he, Chan and Neto there's been serious talks about them on FPL Twitter. They play Sheffield this week if you want to go very very short-term Sheffield and they play Newcastle and then Burnley. So you probably get two out of the next three fixtures with a blank. So that's kind of short-term picks, Adinga, Paqueta and Sarabia. If we are looking at them Villa assets, them Forest assets that are likely to play in 29. So again, going longer term. Again, Alanga, Morgan Gibbs-White, Callum hudson Adoy. Three of them are fantastic options for Forest. They don't bl- or they don't officially play yet, so you might get a little trade over the line uh, for them. Alanga racked up serious XG over the weekend. Morgan gives why I know plays slightly deeper and just be feeding in them boys. Alanga and Callum Hudson-Odoi probably. Just based on the way they play, have to be ahead of Morgan Gibbs-White. But I personally, for some reason, like Morgan Gibbs-White as a playmaker. He's on corners, um, and if he does feed through them, boys, uh, over the top... Alanga was unlucky not to... Did he score at the weekend? Because I knew... No, he didn't. It was him and Awani. Uh, sorry, Awani and Callum Hudson had died. Yeah, Alanga did balloon one over the barrel. Balloon it. But... Getting in those positions, getting in them them positions, and another day he would have stuck it. The problem with the Forest boys is that it's not officially confirmed yet. Um, What has to happen is either Luton have to beat City, which is again very unlikely, or Forest have to beat United, which you never know. Uh, You know, that's a toss up. So, I'm predicting that United win, hopefully, and Man City win also. Therefore, Forest can play Luton. That's the fixture. So it's also a very good fixture for that 29 game week. So I think the Forest boys, again, if you're planning ahead and if you're taking the risk on, on the on the results, they're good options. If you're playing it safer and guaranteed 29 fixtures, Ramsey should have gotten assisted at the weekend. I don't know how he, he didn't. I was talking to a guy on Twitter and we were talking about how Walker got the assist where it ricocheted or was saved and... Bounce back to Rodri, Rodri had a shot, I know it was on target, but still hit another player, and Walker got the assist. Ramsey played well, got uh, 90 minutes under his belt. Him and his partner Tillemans are two good options. Now, I'd probably be going for Ramsey because um, uh, he got a small bit more advanced. Tillemans liked to kind of pull the strings. Uh, he got an assist at the weekend... Uh, Ramsey should have but Tillman's got that st- he played the ball through from deep and he's very very good at that so either of those could be an early pick up and uh, they have some decent fixtures so you could play them you could stack them whatever you want I think I'd be going Ramsey over Tillemans for the first time this season because we've talked about Ramsey and how he could be an option at times hopefully this is his time
1: hopefully him not getting the assist will have other players that maybe I aren't listening to the podcast or just look at figures mm-hmm. might see oh Tillman's got the assist he could be a better asset for Villa mm-hmm. but seeing
0: Tillemans has be- a slightly more rotation risk I think yes um, just based on the fixtures or the minutes over the last couple of game weeks I think if Ramsey keeps 90 minutes he's going to be higher up the list um, bottom of the list and again this is they're, they're not bottom these are ones to watch because of injuries Trossard Kivuar and Havertz. Apparently, Jesus, um, Jesus, Tommy Asu and someone else who's the midfielder that'll be out. Um, someone else. I don't know. Someone else for Arsenal. I cannot remember. Did not train. It's actually on Twitter. I reshared it on Twitter. Um, those three players that were in the, those positions did not train. If Tommy Asu still doesn't train, Kivuar is a pickup. Uh, but I think he could be back. If Jesus still doesn't train, I think he won't. Trossard is definitely worth the pick-up. Havertz played very well. If he continues to play in between the left wing and the striker and and Trossard comes deep, good pick-up. But Partey and Vieira are coming back. So I would monitor that and would probably put up more news and more official kind of recommendations closer or maybe after the press conferences. So... Roundup, Paqueta and Adingra, top of our list, mainly because of pins and form. Sarabia, fixtures, and playing with two very informed players in Neto and Huang. Forest Boys, in preparation for United beating them, hopefully. Um, also playing very, very attacking football, and it's preparing. Ramsey and Tilleman's down lower. They're guaranteed fixtures in 29 and are starting to find a bit of form themselves and then monitor the three Arsenal boys. On to our strikers. And we do have a couple of strikers, it seems. Um, How good they are is up for question. Um, The best of them.
1: I suppose between blanks, between double game weeks and preparing for that 29. It's very hard to rank them I think It's very hard to rank them And forwards will
0: be Few and far between um, But look We have forwards We have forwards Thank God Gakpo Refer back to our Earlier rant It depends on tonight um, Salah injured And Nunez injured Definitely worth the pick up Them both not injured He's not as hot As you may think Still a very good asset But don't expect over the next again he blanks twice over the next four game weeks he plays forest and then man city um, don't expect more than uh, 150 minutes 140 minutes and um, if the, all the boys are fit might get one start uh, even if he gets the second start he's he's not playing more than 80 minutes if the boys are fit so yeah good form but um he does it in stints um, Isaac is back I know he's probably in 99% of leagues but just note on the forwards Isaac is back but Eddie Howe is a liar don't <laughs> listen to him hopefully he's back in training uh, I'd probably give him a start on your team this week and just hope that uh, he is back uh, I think Wilson picked up another injury so like they, they'll want Isaac back up top but Eddie, be, H- Eddie be, Howe's
1: press conferences
0: are just a farce yeah, m- might as well just now listen to them um, so beware of how Wissa is probably my favourite pick. Because he's back playing for Brentford. And showed glimpses of what he did um, in the earlier parts of the season. Uh, Also plays in 29. I know they have some very tough fixtures over the next while. But hopefully he can feed off Tony. Um, Yeah, I I really like him. I think he was posting up some unbelievable numbers at the start of the season. The only issue is the fixtures. But fixtures aren't the be-all and end-all. They're a great indicator but... You know, don't live and die by them if there's a very good player there. I think Wiss can pick up a couple of
1: assists. Like, as you said, Tony doesn't need much. I don't know how many goals Tony yeah. has scored where there's just one touch flicking from, from a, a low-whipped-in cross. Yes. So, and yeah, Wis
0: is very good at doing that. So, mm-hmm. um, I think uh, the likes of Edward and Semenyo, probably Semenyo... If, Semenyo is still a bit of a rotation risk. I've owned him in normal fantasy for weeks and I've been monitors, monitoring his minutes. Uh, yes, he has that double in 28 and he's just banged a gold, so it will probably give him a start. But uh, I don't think he's going to be a consistent starter from now until you know that game week 28. I think he's going to get a fair chunk of minutes, so definitely worth a pick up. Um, but don't go over the top. Don't go over the top of trading either. Uh, because he has been rotated a good bit this season. I'm praying. I have him. Uh, I'm praying he does get another start and does well. But he is an option. And, you know, he's worth picking up for the double 28. Because, well, in that game week, he's probably guaranteed over 100 minutes anyways. So, a good pick up. But not a nail down starter. Like, 70 minutes plus. And then, Edward, Edward. We talked about him last week, I think the week before. Got a start. He got seventy-one minutes this week. And as we said, Palace have that new style of play. If Eze and Olise are out, um he's nearly guaranteed a place in the in the team, and he possibly is on penalties. Um Edward um I uh, I think has some great stints and Palace have some great fixtures. They have I think one or two we looked at them earlier, didn't they? They have like intermitted hard fixtures but over the next like 8 game weeks they have some very very good ones in there so I think if Edward continues to start he's going to be a great asset as well as our boy Antonio plays in game week 29 not as exciting but a solid pick that hopefully will pick up the minutes for West Ham but he's fairly vanilla
1: I think if you do have space for a third striker this week let's say you have an injured player or you have a non-playing third striker I think Antonio will be a good pickup because you'll be able. You might. You won't be playing him for mm-hmm. the next couple of game weeks, but you'll be able to monitor monitor his form. And let's say it came to game week 28, and everybody's going to be on the waivers to try pick up a striker, a playing striker for game week 29. and is going to be hot property. In on the waivers in game week 28, so I do think yeah now would be a good time if
0: you do have the space for him to maybe sit on the bench for a couple of games. But our top picks of the strikers would probably be Wissa, Gakpo, depending on injuries. I think there'd have to be two injuries for me to be really hot on him. Uh, I've had him, as I said previously, and it hasn't been very nice. Um, Edward as a punt in terms of fixtures, Antonio as a stable pick, and then Semenyo as, again, a doubler in 28. Depends on what you're playing for. But hopefully, every single person that we have mentioned bangs a goal this weekend. No doubt we're going to have some highs and some lows, but hopefully you do well on the waiver and get your W this week. FPL, draft you out. Boom! Boom! You're hurt. are to heart.